everybody, it is McCall, and welcome back to another episode of With Peace and Love. And I didn't start this episode by singing. What is wrong with me? <laughs> I think it's because I'm so excited for this week's episode. We're going to have a special guest on today, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear our main topic for today. But I have to introduce you to our special guest, Christina Stevenson. She's been on the podcast before. We talked for a while. You guys absolutely loved having her on. So she's back this week for us to talk about skin mapping. Welcome back to the podcast, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Of course. Of course. I'm so pumped that you're here. I always love having company on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, these are so fun for me. So I appreciate oh. you. Yeah. So we do something that you probably are, you know, you probably know a lot about, but we call it the weekly, I call it, not we, but me, I call it the weekly check-in. So we just, I usually go over something that I've done in the past week or the past month. Do you have anything you want to share with the besties, the listeners that you've been doing? Oh my goodness. My past week has been amazing. I have a new friend here in Florida and she works at a wellness center. So she lets me come in and use the float tank and I get to sit in the sauna and I tried the cold plunge. Oh my gosh. I don't know if anybody listening has done that cold plunge at 43 degrees, but it's oh my goodness. interesting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Tell us about the cold plunge because what's crazy is my friend Shazia just did that and it was so interesting to watch, but tell us what really goes into that. Cause I've never even done one. So I sat in the sauna for 40 minutes and then they have you supposedly sit in the bathtub basically for as long mm -hmm. as you really can handle. And mm -hmm. so it was my second time doing it. Honestly, I couldn't handle it for like 10 seconds. I was it was unbelievable because I already don't like cold weather. Mm -hmm. so it made me realize how much of it is mindset. So I would look at the clock and I would say, I'm going to go, you know, 20 seconds. I'm going to go 30 seconds, 40 seconds. So then the second time that I went in, I went an entire minute. So I was so proud of myself. Oh but my I gosh. I sat there and thought, you know, oh, I'm at the beach. Oh, it's so hot. You know, and I really <laughs> did the mind work. And it's amazing how powerful our mind is. Oh my gosh, yeah. If we sit there and say, oh my gosh, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, you're freezing. But if you say, right? oh my gosh, this is warm. This feels like the ocean. Yeah, I got this. And you're looking at the clock and you're like, I can keep doing this. And you keep going on. You just feel amazing. I mean, it really kind of mm -hmm. just wakes up all the nerves and the muscles and mm -hmm. the cells that are in the body. So. Right. Gets that heart rate going. I know you burn a ton of calories in such a short amount of time and even afterwards because your body's working so hard to get you back to a normal temperature. Yeah. So I know there's so many benefits to cold plunges and cold baths, but I'm a warm girl. That's why I live in the sunshine state. <laughs> That's why I moved to Florida. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that is, that is awesome. Is there anything else at the wellness center that you've been able to try? Uh, so I did the salt room, mm -hmm. um, which was of course, another benefit when we take in the salt and breathe that in, how it helps our body. And then I just had fun yesterday and went to the boat show and oh, looked cool. at all those amazing yachts and just imagine what it would be like to be on a yacht and, <laughs> you know, dreamed a little bit. Yeah. I think that's my goal for this summer is to go on a boat. Like I was talking to my friends and I was like, 
we need to make that happen. Like we go to this kind of private beachy place. I'll tell you after Christina, but I can't tell everybody because it's like <laughs> such a quiet beach. There's not many people there, but it has such, it's like the beach, but it has such a lake vibe to it. And so we were like, we have to get a boat out here for like the 4th of July or something and just like a little boat party. So we're kind of like uh, working our way towards there. We don't know how it's going to work out, but it's, it's going to work out. <laughs> yeah, put it out there. And you know what? The house will come, come like they're supposed to. The ex- exactly. Exactly. Well, this week, guys, we're talking about skin mapping. And honestly, I think we can just get into it. I've been wanting to talk about this with Christina for so long. And I think Christina is going to have a lot of really great things to say about skin mapping because she knows a lot about health and a lot about skin. So I, for me, I really didn't realize how much your skin is really talking to you. And it's, it's not even like Morse, it's not even Morse code. Like it's not difficult to read, but if you have the right instructions, um, you'll be able to know what your skin is saying to you, you know, and your skin is definitely a reflection of your health. And I don't know about you, Christina, but for me, recently, I'd say maybe since January when I turned 27, my skin has been looking a pretty amazing, like consistent, consistently. Like I would go through menstrual cycles where like my face would get so messed up and I didn't realize what the pimples were saying and all of that and the placement of them. And so they were just all over my face after, you know, menstrual cycles. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And I finally did some skin mapping and some listening to my body. And I realized I can no longer take in large portions of dairy or dairy at all. Mm -hmm. So for January, I pretty much have called it quits on dairy. I have it a little bit every once in a while, but it's made such a huge difference to honestly, my body, my energy level, but honestly, my face, I haven't been breaking out as much as I used to. And it's been such a confidence booster, but I was wondering, Christine, if you could just tell us your secret to your skin, because every time I see a picture of you, you are glowing. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yes, this is my favorite. You know, I think I probably will say it all the time. You know, there's always my favorite topic because I mm-hmm. love it all. But this is really what I learned at the very beginning of my career 20 years ago mm-hmm. with skin mapping because mm-hmm. who I worked for, that's what they taught. And it was interesting that, you know, you and I had this conversation prior that. I've kind of been on the forefront of a lot of things. And, Mm. you know, so then when I hear people talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that five years ago. Okay. I knew that 10 years ago. I knew Mm -hmm. that 20 years ago, but I think things just cycle back around and more people are open to listening to it. So skin mapping is just really similar to reflexology Mm. when we go have, you know, the massage done on our feet, right? Because every organ relates back to what's going on in the body on Mm -hmm. the face. So for instance, like your upper lip, you know, would be your heart. And I remembered when I first learned this, I went back to work at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach. And Mm -hmm. this very young girl at the time, she was breaking out on her upper lip. And I had just learned about it in aesthetic school. So I went and got my book Mm -hmm. and I went back the next day and I said, oh my gosh, is there something going on with your heart? And I thought to myself, there's no way because she's so young. Right. Said, oh my gosh. Yes. She said, I was born with a heart defect. Oh, and I was like, that was like the, the sign of like, this stuff is really true. Yeah. And throughout my career, you know, lungs are your cheeks. 
So I could always tell right away if somebody was a smoker or had allergies mm. because your cheeks are your lungs. Right. And so you're right. Every part of the body, you can pretty much, you know, call me up and say, hey, this is what's going on in this part of my face. And I can say, OK, do you have any issues with this? And mm -hmm. most of the time, 99 percent of the time, people are going to say, oh, my gosh, yes, I do have that issue. So right. in between your eyes is your liver, which is your wine and dine. Mm -hmm. so that's one that gets me because we talked about going out to eat and enjoying food, yeah. cocktails, mm -hmm. but you'll know when people have done that a little bit too much because they'll start breaking out in between their brows and right in that central area. Mm -hmm. of the yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I have a list from my schooling, so I'm going to, it's going to be interesting because I'm going to go down the list and see what we have to say about each of the regions because we really, I think a lot of times with, you know, acupuncture or health coaching or estheticians, we get taught a lot of similar things, but things change. And Christine and I were talking about this beforehand. Like you have to continue your education because especially when it comes to health, things are changing every single moment. They're coming out with a new study saying that you can't have salt and then you can't have sugar or you actually can have sugar and gluten's really good for you. And you, it's kind of, it's kind of all of a whirlwind. So you have to stay super updated on this. So I went to health coaching school at the end of last year, but I think that they did some of these studies prior to the pandemic. So it'll be really interesting to get Christina's take and for our listeners to kind of hear um, kind of the map to skin mapping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you already mentioned a few of them, but I'm going to start with the forehead, which is a window to the liver and the gallbladder. So for the forehead, Christina, with, with you having pimples and stuff like that, that's an indication of problems with the liver. What do you suggest for our, our listeners to do about that? Yes, the forehead is really all of digest, excuse me, the forehead <laughs> is all of digestion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it is everything about gut health. And so, again, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier with everybody talking about your gut health and how you really have to look at that because that's your second brain. Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. I firmly believe that everything starts in the liver because the liver mm -hmm. does over 500 functions. Wow. And if the liver is not working properly, then when it has to dump into the small intestines, things can get up in the gut and that's where we have problems too. Mm. So your skin is your largest organ. So right. of course, if there is something going on in the body, just like our car, when something's going on with our car, that check engine light comes on. But do you know where it's coming from? No, you have to take your car to the mechanic and he has to say, OK, well, I put it on the diagnostic machine and, you know, it's the battery or it's the engine or the spark plugs mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. But, you know, we have this great tool in skincare and nutrition that we can look at the face and pretty much narrow it down and mm -hmm. say, OK, if you've got things going on in your forehead, I know um, on the left side of your forehead, that is also digestion. And that can be not going to the bathroom properly mm. or late at night. So when people break out on the left side of their fore, um, you know, this, their temple, then that could indicate that they're eating late at night and they're eating, you know, carbs and things that the body has a hard time digesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, before they go to bed, because really yeah. we need about three to four hours before we go to bed to not 
take in any food because it needs to, you know, start the digestion has to work. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because as a health coach working at a gym, I like look at people's face and I'm probably staring for a little too long, but it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, I see certain things and I'm like, okay, I know that you're probably having too much caffeine. You're probably having a little too much sugar, maybe a little too much alcohol. And it's so interesting because I can't come out swinging. Just, <laughs> just kind of like saying that I got to kind of like ease them in. I, I would, I just ask a lot of questions and hopefully they're truthful with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, what about your sugar intake? Um, but the next one that I can think um, that's on the list right here that I think is kind of a major issue for a lot of women primarily is the jawline, which is a window to the ovaries and our colon. Um, and breakouts here can be a trigger and a sign of, of hormone stress. So I feel like, is there anything, Christina, that you can think of that our listeners can do when it comes to hormones at home, or is it something that you suggest for them to go and see a specialist, go and see a doctor for? That is such a great topic because you're correct, you know, on the chin, down below the neck, you know, is your adrenal glands under the neck. So a lot of stress, you'll break out on the neck and the jawline. Mm -hmm. But then, like you said, usually the beginning of your cycle, you'll break out on the right side. As it's clearing up, you'll break out on the left side. Um, and that takes me back to what I said earlier about everything being in the liver, because mm -hmm. that's where the hormones are balanced, is in right. the liver. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because you know, yes, we do need to have them tested, but the doctors usually don't do a really in-depth test like they should on the mm -hmm. hormones. So mm -hmm. you should be going to a functional medicine doctor that has the more deeper tests that are involved. And mm -hmm. that's what I recommend to all the listeners out there is, is ask questions when you do have to go to the, the doctor and ask them what kind of tests that they're doing, because so many of them just do a baseline border test, borderline. And that's why I think we have so many people with health issues that, that the doctor just kind of labels everybody as fibromyalgia or autoimmune or, or whatever, but mm -hmm. it really is the body is toxic. I mean, if you do not take care of your car that you drive and get the oil change and put gas in it and make sure the spark plugs are changed at the right time of, you know, the mileage and, you know, just everything that goes along with the maintenance of your car is also the maintenance of your body. Right. And so I think it's just stepping back and saying, okay, what did I eat this week? You know, I'll catch myself going, Oh, what's going on? You know, I shouldn't be having that issue. And then I stop myself and say, okay, well, what did you just eat this past week? And how many cocktails did you have? And how many fruits and vegetables did you have versus mm -hmm. bread? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, okay, this makes sense. Um, so once we become aware Right. Then we can make better choices. Mm -hmm. and so yes, the hormones, um, you know, sadly, there's 80,000 different toxins that are out there that we come in contact with. Oh, scary number. <laughs> yeah. And so the body only can break down so much, right? Mm, and right. on a given day, voluntary and involuntary, we come in contact with about 200 toxins. 
So if the liver's not working properly, Mm -hmm. then what happens is those toxins get pushed into the fat cells because toxins are fat and sticky and they are attracted to one another and fat cells are fat and sticky and they attract to each other. Mm -hmm. And so then you'll have clients that'll come to you and say, oh my gosh, I exercise, I eat healthy. Why do I still not lose this weight? And it's because you've got to teach the body or retrain the body how to go through this phase one and two of detoxification, where it takes it from fat soluble back over to water soluble. And then your body can dispose of those toxins through feces, urine and sweat. So the liver, that is like my specialty. I love talking about the liver because the liver is the powerhouse. I mean, it really does do so many different things and an interesting little fact, um, we should do this for your guests is have them like write in or guess how many days does it take for the liver to rejuvenate itself? Like how Ooh. long does it take those cells to turn over? Mm-hmm. Because it's quite interesting what the answer is. So I don't know if you want me to say on, on this or you want to post it later, but I'll. Oh, no, go for it. They have a second to guess. So I think they would love to know the answer. Okay. So it takes about 500 days. Oh my gosh. They wouldn't, I would never get that. <laughs> I know. So think about it. A year is what? 365 days. Right. It can take a year and a half to get your liver back on track. And, you know, yes. Are we going to do it overnight? Probably not, you know, but right. if we pay attention to, you know, the small things say like, FDNC dyes in our food or high mm-hmm. fructose corn syrup or TBHQ that's a preservative or fried food. I was talking to some guys the other day and, you know, they ate fried chicken and they were like, you want a piece? I'm like, nope, I don't do fried chicken. And they're like, why? And one guy was actually going to school. He's a personal trainer and he's in school now to be a, a health coach. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh my gosh. He said, I'm just now starting to learn all about this. He said, well, tell me about it. And I said, well, when you eat fried chicken, because it has to stay in that oil for 20 minutes, usually to cook, it creates all different kinds of hydrogens and um, molecular structures that the body doesn't recognize. Mm. So the body doesn't know how to break it down. So it's looked at as plastic in the body. So fried food is like the first thing I try to get my clients off of, which then Mm. will show up on the skin too, because breakouts or excessive oil. Um, so diet just plays a huge factor in skin health. Right. Which is the biggest hurdle. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> if you want glowing skin, you know, that's, the, I that's know. the thing is really how bad do you want it? I remember one time my sister and I were at a class and the lady had just, it, actually, she was a chemist, skin uh, chemist. And she was talking about wrinkles. And then right after that, we had to go to lunch and they served this amazing chocolate cake. And she was talking about sugar and how it breaks down the collagen in the skin and gives you the, the drape, uh, droopiness and everything. And so my sister looked at me, she goes, are you going to get a piece of cake? And I said, no, I don't want fine lines and wrinkles. Right. And so really, it's, it's just how important is it to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and like we talked about before, just finding balance saying, okay, I'm going to have that piece of cake this week, but mm-hmm. instead of eating the whole piece, maybe just spread it out over four or five days and so right. have one or two bites of it. Right. Um, and, and it can be done, you know, it's it just can be done. Yeah, I think I just posted on my other account, Healthful, that like you're going to reach your goals by time, um, patience, 
and endurance. It was something else, but Mm -hmm. it's like nothing, even with skin health, you might stop eating fried foods tomorrow. Your skin is not going to improve by tomorrow. It takes time for everything to kind of circulate out of your body and to, to better your skin um, from the inside out. And so it's, I think it's hard because you do, when people start making those little changes and they stop having the chocolate cake every single day or whatever their vice is, because we all have a vice. Mine is chocolate, um, dark chocolate covered frozen banana slices. I just like go by the freezer and I just, I just have one piece, like maybe like once a day, but it used to be a lot more. But it took time and it took, it took an effort and it took patience. And I think that's the hardest thing is like, we want results now with skin mapping. People are like, cool, great. I know it's about the liver. I know it's about my stomach. I know it's about digestion and my heart and all these things, but like they want results now. And I think the, the art that needs to be taught once again is patience and, and learning that, that time is really on your side. You have time to improve your health. And if you make a decision today that will affect your tomorrow, which will affect your future. And you just have to start somewhere. You know what I mean? That's so true. And going back to what you said about cell turnover. And if you eat healthy for, you know, one week and you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I haven't seen a change. Well, we have to keep in mind that the cells turnover when you're, you know, 25 years old, their Mm -hmm. cells of the skin are turning over every 25 to 30, 32 days. Mm -hmm. But when you're my age in my fifties, my cells turn over about every 60, 65 days. So I have to kind of help it along, but I also have to be patient. Mm -hmm. And if I, decide like I did in January, I said, I'm going to do dry January and I'm not going to have any alcohol. And my skin was glowing. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, oh. living in Florida, everybody likes to go do happy hours. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just have one, but I can tell a big difference if I've had a glass of wine mm. or something sugary, you know, mm-hmm. margarita or whatever, because my skin, you know, responds very differently than how I was when I was 21. Right. So I think it's just, asking yourself, well, what's, what's important to me, you know, right. And as we get older, and I don't like to say the O word, because I feel <laughs> like that's a bad word. But as we mature, and we get more experience, mm-hmm. we have to stop and say, okay, what's important, and your health should always be a priority. I mean, in right. our 20s, we think our health is always going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, things happen, and the body gets toxic. I am very fortunate that I was trained by a chiropractor. So he taught me that when there's an issue going on with the body, you go to the root cause and you deal with it. So you look from the inside out, whereas doctors in Western medicine talks about healing the body from the outside in Mm. with drugs, usually with pharmaceutical drugs. Mm. And I think when you're on social media and you're looking at things now, more people are starting to understand that you got to get to that root cause. And it it is just like taking your car to the shop and giving it an overhaul. If you have not taken care of your car, like you're supposed to, then you know what, the car is going to be with the mechanic a little while because you need a lot of work done Mm -hmm. or you go buy a new car, but guess what? You don't go buy a new body. You have (laughs) not yet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, Some things maybe you could buy. Um, But yeah, you get this one body um, to take care of your entire life. 
So I try to just stop myself before I eat something or I go do something and say, okay, you know, if I don't want to go out walking, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go walk just for 10 minutes. And the next thing I know, it's an hour later that I've walked. Mm -hmm. So it's just making those little baby steps that we help, you know, everybody pay attention to. Exactly, exactly. And I think that I love the use the analogy of a car because there's not really anything else to equate our bodies to because you you do need to keep up with the maintenance. You do need to go to the doctor. You need to – I think when I was younger, I took – we didn't really go to the doctor very often and I hated the doctor and I still am not a huge fan, but I love when I go to the doctor now because they're like, your BMI is great. Or they tell me other things. And it's not just like a feel good session, but it's like being knowledge is everything. Knowledge is everything. And knowing where my body is empowers me to continue on the path that I'm on or to switch lanes yeah. to figure out like, okay, this isn't working. I have high blood pressure or my BMI is off or something else. So now I know that I need to take a different path. And that's so important to know because being discouraged in your body is not a feeling that I want anybody to feel as a health coach or even as a person. I want people to feel confident. I want them to have the Christina face glow that she always has. I want people to feel excited about their life, excited to eat, excited to run or walk. But it is about checking up on your body and you have one body and you have to look in the mirror and and figure out what's going on with your body. And, and you really should value your body. Like, I don't know why we don't kind of, I think people just kind of take their bodies for granted. They, yeah. they excessively drink and they excessively do whatever else they want. You know what I mean? Yeah, but fast and, food, it's all about convenience. You know, mm -hmm. I, think, I think the eating out, like we talked about earlier is about the convenience piece of mm -hmm. it. And yeah. also the drinking piece, you know, they've made it look fabulous. You know, that it's fun to sit out at the beach and have a cocktail and that is good, but obviously not excessive. And if you find mm -hmm. that yourself is going down that excessive path, then you have to stop and ask yourself, okay, well, why am I drinking like that? You know, I right. through my phase too, where, you know, I was stressed and this, that, and the other happened. And I realized that I was drinking for reasons that I shouldn't have been. Um, and so I had to deal with that. So, you know, and then it's, it's okay to, to be honest with yourself and admit and, and figure out because it's, you know, none of us are perfect. Um, but if we catch ourselves, you know, with an old belief that we have, and then it takes us down a road that just doesn't give us the results that, that we're wanting, then you, like you said, have to just tweak and say, okay, I'm going to get back on track and I'm going to go down mm -hmm. this road instead. And then you may go down that road and find, okay, well, this works, this doesn't work, whether it's, you know, physical or mental or spiritual or financial, mm -hmm. I mean, all of that plays a factor. Um, right. But give yourself grace and be easy on yourself and just know that we're a work in progress and it's okay if you mess up here and there, but then knowing how to get right back on track. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Grace is the biggest factor in, in health and in life. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> I need yeah. to give myself more grace and, and everything should be a joy. I mean, obviously you have the lows in life and those teach us to appreciate the highs, but I think grace really makes you see life in a different, in a different way. I do have a few questions that I kind of came up with to ask you about skin mapping before we go. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how important is skin mapping like for an everyday individual? Oh, it's very important. Cause like you said, that'll just kind of give you a guide on what's mm -hmm. going on in your body. 
So, you know, working with an esthetician in your area that mm. understands face mapping um, or you being a health coach, you've learned it, like you said, in some of your classes. And so really just, um, you know, maybe doing it once a month or every quarter to say, OK, mm. well, where are we at? You know, because like you said, the cells turn over at a different pace. Plus, when we're cleaning up the inside of the body you know, hormones are going to be different versus the liver and the lungs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we've been sick, if we've not been sick, if we've been in a toxic environment, there's right. so many different factors. So I think doing it on a regular basis um, puts it up there at a 10 that it's something that you should incorporate into your life. Good. And you answered my next question, which was how often you should skin map. I'm like, oh, do good. I just stare at myself <laughs> in the mirror every single day? Because that's probably what people are thinking. And I think, we never want to obsess over anything, our weight, our diet, anything. It's all about moderation. And I think that's the hardest part about health is like figuring out the balance of like, how often do I do this? How often do I do that? When should I do another cleanse? When should I skin map? And like, I don't want people to be obsessed. I mean, look at yourself in the mirror, value yourself, tell yourself that you're beautiful, but you should still be able to walk by a mirror and not get obsessed about every little pimple. Because again, for women, there's menstrual cycles, there's other factors that come into play, but you do want to check in with yourself pretty regularly. So you said about every quarter. I would say the least. Yeah. I would do every quarter. Um, going back to what you said about balance. I, I love that word. And I also love that balance that you learn today is going to be a different balance next year, three mm -hmm. years, five years from now. Mm -hmm. So for myself, you know, my balance was very different at 21 and 30 and 40 than it is at 52. And again, give yourself that grace that the balance that you find is going to work for you at that period of time, but then it can change because the more you educate yourself and the more you're open to learning, then you're always going to be finding new balances. Exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that. You have, you should probably have your own podcast. Christina. You have the best. <laughs> I just I'm love doing it with you because we, oh. we just feed off of each other. You have amazing energy and you bring out the best in me. So I appreciate oh. you. Oh, thank you. I love having you on. Um, my last question is, um, how has skin mapping honestly affected your life? Because I think I'm always trying to be honest with the listeners and genuine because, you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm amazing and all these things. I think they want to know really how does it honestly affect them maybe on a daily basis or even how you're saying it's very different from when you're 21 to when you're 30 to as you get more mature, not older, <laughs> you yeah. become more mature. I think face mapping has just always been part of my life being an esthetician and learning mm -hmm. it in the beginning of my career. Mm -hmm. And it was just something that I always promoted to my clients. And, you know, when I went to go teach a lot of classes, face mapping was so important. And so it's just you know, like a, a second language to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always lived by it. And it's always been pretty accurate with, like I said, myself and either my clients or my family. Um, but yeah, just taking care of yourself. And, and I think 
making good decisions and not letting yourself get to the point to where you get too hungry. Because I know for myself, I make a very bad decision if I, if I get hangry. <laughs> yes. Um, so okay. I have to plan my week out and say, okay, what is this week going to look like with my schedule? Okay. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, eat in on Monday and Wednesday night, but I know Tuesday and Thursday night I can go out and Tuesday night's going to be taco Tuesday. So I may have a margarita or a beer on Tuesday and then not have a cocktail until the weekend. But again, if you find yourself that you're turning to food, to alcohol, to anything that's excessive, that's when you can just step back in your silence and say, okay, why am I doing this? And just be honest with yourself and say, oh, you know what? I'm probably doing this because I'm stressed out about this or because Mm -hmm. I'm not happy about this. But I think what, you know, the best advice I can leave the podcast on is that you're never going to get it done. And you're never going to get to the end. I mean, that's why Mm -hmm. we're in this life is because we're always expanding and we're always figuring out the next thing and and wanting the next thing because we think the next thing is going to bring us happiness. But then when you have that happy and joy every day, that's that's what it's all about is having it every day. It's not about the past and it's not about the future. It's about what happens in this moment. Mm, I love that. I love that. I think that that. It's great because we like to focus a lot on our past and we like to predict a lot of our future, which we do not (laughs) own. (laughs) We don't, there's only so much you can do, but you do have the everyday choices that you make. And I always tell people on the podcast, every day is a new day. And if you start today, you'll just be building for your tomorrow and you might mess up. I don't really believe, I don't believe in cheat days. I don't believe in in accidents, if you ate something, you ate it. You don't need to make it up by skipping a meal. You don't need to make it up by doing this or doing that. It's just always about the next time trying to make a better decision and learning from what you did that didn't make you feel great. But again, I never want people to be down on themselves or constantly worried about something. I want people to live a joy-filled life. And so that's what we're working towards. <laughs> That is what it's all about. That's what my father taught us as kids. And I never really understood it until I think now I finally have gotten it. And I'm like, yep, it's about the joy in today. And each day is going to be different. And, you know, it's like when you go to the ocean and you watch the waves, you know, sometimes I go out there and the waves are nice and calm. And sometimes there's no waves and very, you know, low. And then other times they're ripping and roaring And I'm like, that is such life. You know, life Mm -hmm. is like that is we just have the ebb and flow. And, you know, I caught myself almost getting upset today about a situation. And then I said, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. It was over Mm -hmm. a very small amount of money. And I just sat back and the guy said, it's fine. We're going to refund you the money. It's, it's all good. And, but Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to stop myself and say, don't let this ruin your day. Right. Stay calm. You know, it's kind of like the drivers right Mm -hmm. out there. Florida drivers are interesting. Oh my gosh. God bless you. Stay calm and say, you know what? In the big scheme of things, does it really, really matter? You know, Mm -hmm. and and if you're stuck in a line somewhere or you're stuck behind a slow car, you know, take that time to go into gratitude and say, you know what? I'm just thankful that I have this, this, this. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what? Everything is working out like it should. 
Exactly. Oh my gosh. What amazing words to leave the podcast with Christina. Oh my goodness. I'm so grateful, first of all, for you taking your time out of your day. I know that you're a very busy woman and you're loving and living your new life in Florida. So thank you for coming on the podcast again. I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much for having me and I appreciate you and your listeners. And I just, you know, wish you the best and have a beautiful week and a blessed week. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. You guys know what to do. If you can like the podcast, leave a positive review wherever you're listening to, either on Spotify or Apple or anywhere you can get the podcast, please leave a positive review or helpful, um, helpful criticism. <laughs> Constructive criticism is always, is always welcomed. But five stars is always loved. <laughs> but I'll see you guys next time on another episode of With Peace and Love. Bye-bye. Bye.